Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High on Healthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. I'm your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and my guest today is Dr. Jordan Tischler. He is a leading expert in the field of medical cannabis therapeutics. As an emergency physician, he has treated countless alcoholics and drug users. His observation that he had never seen a cannabis overdose led Dr. Tischler to delve deeply into the science of cannabis and safety and treatment. After years of research and learning, Dr. Tischler brings his knowledge, reason, and caring to patients here at the Inhale Medical Consulting Company in Massachusetts and through his advocacy work at local and national level. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Tischler. I'm extremely excited to have you on. Oh, it's entirely my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's kind of just dive right in. Can you tell us about your medical background? Yeah, you know, Excuse me. Um, My medical background might be considered very traditional. Um, In fact, possibly even stuffy, Um, though, you know, I don't really think of myself that way. Um, You know, I I went to Harvard College as an undergraduate and I went to Harvard Medical School. um, And from there, I trained in internal medicine at the Brigham Women's Hospital here in Boston, which is sort of a world renowned uh, uh, academic facility. And so, you know, my like, like I said, my background comes from a very, you know, uh, traditional medical point of view. Uh, and the fact that I've ended up working in the cannabis world is, um, is a little bit unusual. So tell me, how did you find cannabis and become educated about the many health benefits of this herb? Well, you know, um, I think cannabis as as a recreational item has been on my radar, um, you know, forever, uh, as for most people. And um, but what really sort of um, tipped this for me was that, as you mentioned, and when you're reading my bio, is that I've spent many years as an emergency room physician, particularly working for the VA, where I saw all these uh, veterans whose lives were really dramatically harmed by alcohol and other substances. And, you know, I kind of thought, gee, you know, we, in Massachusetts, we got around to uh, legalizing medical cannabis in, in 2012. And that sort of, you know, brought it into focus for me. And I said, well, gosh, you know, I've seen all these guys that have been so harmed by all these other substances so I, you know, I never seen anybody sick from cannabis. So it really got me thinking maybe this stuff would be useful as a medicine. And I then went and really educated myself, and that required getting into the medical literature and really reading it with the kind of, um, you know, intensity and fine tooth comb that that you know we as physicians are trained to do. And uh, I went into it, as you might imagine, with a certain amount of um, healthy skepticism. And several years later, really emerged uh, very much convinced that cannabis can be very helpful as a medicine and that there's, in fact, really adequate uh, data at this point to support that. Um, And, you know, I think one of the things that was also very telling for me as um, 
some of your listeners may know, uh, my wife is also a physician and she's not in the cannabis field, but she had to put up with me going through this process. And at the end of it, she was convinced as well. So I think that that was rather instructive. Well, that sounds like a really intense, but also like mind opening and expansive way of learning about this and really dedicating yourself to a couple of years of really looking at the science that's been put out there already. And there's so much more to come. I know we all know that. And so what I'd like to ask now is you have this amazing place where you're servicing many, many patients or clients. When and how did Inhale MD come to be? Well, I think I started the practice about uh, five years ago, maybe a little less than that. And But really why it happened was that as soon as I had gotten to the point of being convinced by my self-education that this was a good thing, I started to kind of look around at the landscape and I realized two things. One was that amongst my physician peers, there weren't too many who understood this the way I had come to. And the second was that not only was the VA as a federal facility not going to be able to take this on because of the law of the land, but that all of the private institutions like the Massachusetts General Hospital and the Brigham Women's Hospital, which was associated they get federal tax dollars as part of as a major source of their funding. And as a result, they weren't going to be able to take it on. So I sort of said, well, you know, look, if, if you can't exist within the system to do this, uh, and yet you want to be able to provide this kind of care to people who are in the system, then the best way to do it is to start a private practice, but then, you know, take the time and effort to go and, uh, educate my colleagues within those systems so that they realize not only cannabis is useful for their patients, but also that I'm here and outside the system deliberately so that we can circumvent some of these um, uh, policy decisions until they're reversed. And that has been a remarkably successful um, plan, uh, allowing me to take care of hundreds and hundreds of patients, but also, um, you know, really to recruit patients from the the sort of most needy of of the patient groups and you know major institutions like the Massachusetts General Hospital or the Dana Farber Cancer Institute are now sending me patients uh, in droves and and I'm grateful to be able to to help them that is a beautiful story and I so much appreciate you sharing that with myself and our listeners. We do need to take a short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with cannabis expert, Dr. Dorden Tischler of Inhale MD in Massachusetts. More when High Unhealthy returns in a moment. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. 
Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo makes its way back to Phoenix, October 13th and 14th. Check out hundreds of vendors showcasing their businesses and the new advances being made in medical and legal cannabis markets. Plus, catch keynote presentations from former Mexican President Vicente Fox, award-winning writer Bruce Barcott, and the Martha Stewart of Marijuana, Cheryl Schumann. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix. SWCCExpo.com slash Phoenix 2017. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Dr. Tischler, who graduated from both Harvard College and then Harvard Medical School, affectionately known together as Preparation H, trained in internal medicine at the esteemed Brigham and Women's Hospital, and has spent many years working with the underserved, particularly our veterans. Dr. Tischler is also a parallel entrepreneur working for patients' well-being in the corporate space, helping to elevate dosing and safety profiles of medication, and helping to establish best practices for bringing new cannabis products to the market. Now, we were just talking about how InhaleMD was opened in Massachusetts, and I wanted to ask Dr. Tischler, on your website, I see that you're helping a plethora of issues for your patients who are dealing with, you know let's call it this chronic client that's dealing with like cancer, ALS, MS, Parkinson's. There's so many. How are you working with them and what types of results have you seen? There are unfortunately a lot of people who are in these, uh, in these boats. And um, so, you know, the thing that is most helpful for me in trying to take care of these people is to really sit with them and so one of the other benefits, we were talking about the benefits of opening this practice as a private practice. One of the other benefits is that I can control my schedule. So I spend an hour with each of my patients to start. And this involves kind of a, a, a long process of listening to what they've been through and what they're hoping to get out of it, uh, what sorts of medicines they're on, what sorts of experience maybe they've had with cannabis or not had with cannabis so far. And then I um, have a packet that I give each patient uh, and we walk page by page through that uh, packet and it really educates them about what cannabis is for them as well as how you take cannabis and how you dose cannabis and also some of the pitfalls of dealing with dispensaries, which uh, I find that patients often um, have uh, complications uh, arising from their interactions at the dispensary. Um, you know, an educated uh, patient and an educated consumer, I think, is a, is a good place to start. Um, 
And then ultimately, after sort of all of that background education, we spent some time on the nitty gritty stuff, as I call, which is how do you actually get registered? Um, and finally, we wend our way around to sort of a prescription. Uh, it's very much not fashionable to use the word prescription in the cannabis space, but the reality is that I will patient through this is the kind of stuff I think you should be using and this is how you should be using it uh, and this is what we expect in terms of side effects and benefits and all those sorts of things um, and ultimately patients leave my office um, with my email address and the invitation practically begging them to call me or rather email me if things come up questions or problems um, so that's sort of the, 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 the interaction process uh, in a nutshell. And that part of it doesn't really vary terribly much, um, at least in the, in the structure of it, uh, regardless of the, the, the diagnosis that we're talking about. Um, clearly, some of the chronic patients that you mentioned at the outset um, you know, they're just much more complicated. And, uh, you know, maybe I should actually go back for a moment and say that nobody gets into my office without my having looked through their medical records beforehand. Um, and, you know, in part, that allows me to focus the practice on patients who are um, very sick and who really need the cannabis uh, treatment. But also, it means that I've had a chance to really understand what's going on with them and what treatments have been tried and what medications they're on so that we can really uh, both hone in on how cannabis will be beneficial and, and often overlooked, place that in the context of the entirety of their health and well-being and medical treatment. Because as we know, patients are people, right? And they complex um, uh conditions, but also, um, you know, the sort of the broader picture, right? So it's, it's um, you know, one of the things I often say is like, just because somebody needs cannabis doesn't mean you're free to give them brownies, right? Because maybe they're heavy, or maybe they have diabetes, or, you know, maybe they're gluten intolerant, or any of those sorts of things that you would only kind of think of if you're remembering to look at the, the whole picture of this person and not just focus in on, you know, weed. I love so, it. It sounds like you are definitely taking your time and working really diligently with all of your patients. Um, so I wanted to speak about pain. So many people, mm -hmm. I think that pain, to be quite honest, is one thing that every human shares in common, whether it's stubbing your toe or having extreme back pain, arthritis, headaches, joint pain, neuropathy. There's so many things that fall under pain. How many patients do you see with these common issues and what improvements have you seen from your clients once they begin working with you? Well, I think that, you know, pain is uh, the number one complaint of patients in America. That's number, that's number one. And number two is that pain is also the complaint that people say that we as physicians don't do as good a job as they would hope, right? And, and there are a number of reasons for that, um, which are unfortunate. But when you really think about it, there are really only three kinds of medicine for pain at the moment and not counting cannabis. Really, there's Tylenol, which falls into a category by itself. 
And then there are what's called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, and that counters, you know, uh, includes Motrin and Advil and Naproxen and all those sorts of things. And then there are opiates. And so, you know, the reality is, is that, as you say, pain is, is common to everyone. And yet we have so few options for treating it. Uh, and, and many patients then also can't tolerate non-steroidals like Motrin or the Tylenol just doesn't do much for them. And so very quickly we run out of options that aren't opiates. And so cannabis really, um, markedly increases the range of options for us for treating pain. And, um, and it's extraordinarily, uh, well, I, let me backpedal on that. It's very effective. Um, when we do head to head studies of opiates versus cannabis, what we realize is that neither of them are as good as we would like, but they're both reasonably effective. But then again, cannabis is so much safer than opiates that really when you're comparing them head to head, it becomes kind of a no brainer to say, let's start with a cannabis and, and see what mileage we can get there. Um, and the nice thing in my practice is that, um, you know, as you mentioned, almost everybody, whether they're there for back pain or um, diabetic neuropathy or for the cancer that we mentioned sort of in the previous discussion, pain is kind of a, a very common uh, problem and the cannabis is extraordinarily effective for treating that. I think one of the very important things to understand is that, um, first of all, doses, the dosing of cannabis is extraordinarily important and that less is more. Um, many times I have patients who come to me who are already using cannabis and the problem in many, many, uh, many instances is in fact that they're using too much and that they're not getting the best benefit and they're going to getting, you know, uh, significant side effects, primarily intoxication, which for patients is a side effect. Um, and, and by sort of walking that back a little bit, we're able to fine tune things so that we get the best benefit with a mi minimum of side effect. For patients who are not using cannabis, it's much easier, in fact, to just sort of guide them into something that's going to be very effective. Um, and it is remarkably effective. But, you know, like every medication, we have to respect its side effects. Um, and intoxication, as I mentioned, is one of those side effects. It's probably the most uh, prominent and also the one that deserves the most thought. And so we need to really, again, like we were talking about, have this discussion with a patient in terms of what are the goals of care and what are you doing? What does your life look like now? So that we can kind of fit the cannabis therapy into their routine in a way that, again, it's most beneficial and we don't sort of interrupt or undermine the things that they are doing or can be. Um, and we also have to recognize that cannabis um, behaves differently depending on how we take it how we take it and how we take it into our body so that inhaled cannabis is really good for having a quick onset and it lasts for sort of a medium period of time. And in most instances, that's really very ideal because, you know, if you have pain, um, you want relief now, not in two or three hours, right? And also if you have pain, but it's sort of episodic pain, then necessarily might be, wanting relief now, but not necessarily for it to last all day because you may feel better in the afternoon and have other things to do. Um, 
Whereas if you have sort of chronic and debilitating 24-7 pain, where quite frankly, you're in so much pain that uh, whatever the amount of intoxication comes along with the cannabis relief is better than what you are right now, then we want to use something that has a more prolonged duration, something like something we might take orally, edibles, capsules, that sort of thing. Those, you know, they have, uh, you know, plus minuses here. The orals can be a little bit unpredictable as to when they kick in. So they're probably not the best choice for immediate pain. But for something where we're going to be treating prolonged pain, uh, you know, around the clock, it's ideal because, again, it's got that longer duration of action. So coming up with a plan uh, that might involve both of those modalities um, to get the best coverage and, and, and greatest options is often where this sort of lands. Well, I love it. You've given us so many tips and tricks, and I hope that there are other professionals in the cannabis industry out there listening to this as well, because I think it is so important that people understand that there's so many different modalities of ingesting cannabis and finding out what really individually. I feel like just like a fingerprint, cannabis works so differently in each one of us that we really have to take the time to kind of slowly explore it. And one of the things that I thought that you mentioned was so important as well is that, you know, less can be more and really starting out slowly and rather than just, you know, jumping full in and, you know, seeing what the recreational side is like, taking it slowly and working at it as if it is a medicine, because that's truly what it is. Now, I have one more question before we need to take a break. Um, also mentioned on your website is mental health, sexual dysfunction, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and even couples therapy. How can working with your team and cannabis help individuals find relief. Like one thing I wanted to point out specifically is sexual dysfunction, because this is something that I know you focused on. Can you tell us a little bit about how we see cannabis helping people in this area? Sure. Uh, you know, cannabis is really remarkably successful with these sorts of issues. Um, but it really falls back into that, how you do it and, and kind of getting the right approach. Um, for example, in sort of routine uh, depression, what I mean is unipolar depression um, uh, and generalized anxiety disorder, um, cannabis can be extraordinarily effective. But we also know that too much cannabis can be counterproductive and provoke anxiety. And the thing that's really interesting to me about treating depression and anxiety with cannabis is that you don't need to use it all the time. So the interesting bit is that if you dose it before bedtime, it, the intoxication wears off while you're sleeping. And by the way, you get a great night's sleep because one of the other things that cannabis is good for is treating insomnia. And that is often linked to uh, depression and anxiety. So you're kind of getting a three for there. Um, but really the interesting bit to me is that you use it in the evening, you get this great night's sleep, you wake up the next day feeling refreshed. And despite the fact that the intoxication part has worn off, there's some other aspect that's still at work for 24 hours, treating that depression and anxiety. Um, whether it's that there's ongoing benefit from, uh, low levels of the cannabinoids or whether, as I tend to think of it as, is that at night we're kind of pushing the reset button 
on, on your mood. It, it doesn't really matter. The fact is it's extraordinarily beneficial. The other part that you had mentioned is, uh, you know, sexual, uh, difficulties. And I think that this is an area which um, has a lot of potential. And I'm really looking forward to this becoming more and more accepted in the mainstream. Um, Cannabis is uh, very effective at increasing sexual desire, which is a problem for both men and women, um, and also can be helpful with uh, aspects in men of uh, either early finish or difficulty achieving orgasm. Um, and then uh, uh, also can help women achieve orgasm or, or increased intensity of orgasm. Uh, and then for both genders, it's also remarkably helpful at promoting sort of the after effects, that feeling of connectedness that, uh, you know, drives people to the, these, uh, to sexuality in the first place. Um, it's really um, the only medication that we have that kind of addresses these things. If you think about it, in men, we have um, medicines like Viagra and Cialis, but really those things only address whether you can get and maintain an erection and really have nothing to do with any of these sort of more cognitive things that we just talked about. And for women, we really don't have much of anything because even the Cialis and Viagra really do nothing for women. So cannabis really has the opportunity to be extraordinarily effective for both sexes. Uh, and it's really just a matter of getting people to the point where they're comfortable enough that they can come to somebody like me for that kind of an issue and, and, and address it because the benefits are, are huge. I would also say um, that with cannabis, as we've talked about for all these other issues, Dosing is really important. Um, it's less of an issue for women, but for men, uh, higher doses can actually turn into being counterproductive. So, you know, some thought to how you're doing it and how much you're doing it is really important in that regard. Um, and, you know, the other thing that's important is that, you know, cannabis in the recreational sphere can be very social. In the sexual field, it's, you know, at least a dyadic uh, at least there's a, uh, a couple involved. Uh, well, maybe I should say most of the time there's a couple involved. I don't want to diminish the idea that cannabis can be helpful in uh, people's solo sexual explorations. Um, but to the extent that there are two or more people involved, it's important to think about how you use cannabis as part of the foreplay because that all contributes to that arousal, uh, to the desire and arousal that leads into a fulfilling sexual experience. That is all amazing information. Thank you so much for sharing that. We do need to take a short break. We will be back with Dr. Jordan Tischler. More when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. 
Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Dr. Jordan Tischler. He is a Harvard-trained holistic care expert. As a leading expert on cannabis therapeutics, Dr. Tischler employs Western medicine and cannabis to care and treat a wide array of illness. He is additionally focused on stress management, insomnia, and human sexuality. The intersection of cannabis medicine and sexuality is a particular area of expertise for Dr. Tischler. And after years of research and learning, Dr. Tischler is an accomplished author, teacher, nationally sought-after speaker, and tireless patient advocate. A caring and dedicated physician, Dr. Tischler will work with you and your care team to manage your illness or improve your well-being and quality of life. And we were just chatting about cannabis and mental and sexual dysfunction. He gave us so much wonderful information. Take a rewind if you didn't catch it. But now I wanted to ask about lifestyle insomnia, mindfulness, athletic enhancement, how can cannabis help people within their regular everyday life to lead a more bountiful and productile? Wow, that's a heck of a question. Excuse me. Um, I think that, you know, this is one of those areas where we do not have as much science as we would like, which, you know, it isn't really a big surprise given that wellness is a field that is um, less driven by demand uh, than, you know, health or illness. But we have, um, you know, the big science there that really show us that cannabis can be helpful with the sorts of things that you talked about. We have some studies on cannabis and meditation. We have um, athletic performance data, which, by the way, is very interesting because, um, and this gets asked a lot, um, cannabis does not improve your peak athletic performance. In fact, it has been shown to degrade your athletic performance. Um, So how do we say it's helpful? I think the point is that if you are in a top competitive sport, um, if you play for the NFL, for example, cannabis is not something that you want to be using right before your game. Um, We know that peak strength and peak speed decrease. We also know that agility decreases. But if you're training, then cannabis can be much more helpful because it makes the workout routine more pleasant. 
And furthermore, cannabis can be helpful in the post-workout recovery phase, again, by making it more bearable and endurable. And therefore, we believe that you are going to train longer and harder, even if you're not meeting maximum uh, load, if you will. Um, that probably means for, for you know, high-level competition-type athletes that you're not going to want to use cannabis all the time because we know that in exercise you want to achieve maximum load, uh, a significant amount of your training time, but that there are other times when you're going for endurance or something like that where the cannabis would be very helpful. Well, that um, is some great back, pointers. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say those are some great pointers for people to take note of. Did you want to add anything else to your statement? Um, well, I was thinking much more about the sort of meditation side of the question. And um, uh, I think that, you know, what we've seen is that meditation uh, has, has been very useful in studies for helping people cope with anxiety um, and uh, social situations and such like that. And that by adding cannabis into your meditation routine, we can get a lot more mileage. Um, and in fact, we have done some uh, online cannabis guided meditations, and that has gone over really well with people. Well, that sounds absolutely amazing. I've heard of a couple of different people doing similar things in the state of Arizona. They have Reiki groups that are using cannabis. They have yoga groups that are using cannabis. They have meditation groups that are using cannabis. And so I definitely know that it can help you be able to relax and get to that more spiritual state. And exactly. I want to... And I wanted to ask you, Dr. Tischler, since there are so many things that we've just spoken about that have shown improvement with using cannabis, can you tell our listeners why this would be and explain the endocannabinoid system for us, please? I know it could take a, quite a bit of time to explain it thoroughly, but kind of pinpoint the most important things that you believe are valid for this conversation. Sure. I mean, you're absolutely right. Talking about the endocannabinoid system could be an eight-hour lecture. So um, I will try to hone this into a few sentences. But, you know, the key here is to understand that um, our bodies use a cannabis-like substance, or actually two of them that we know of so far, uh, to regulate the balance of our internal workings. Um, and there are therefore these receptors, again, two of them that we know of, and, um, their job is to receive these cannabinoid like substances, which we call endo meaning internal cannabinoids. And that is part of a complex signaling pathway that again is there to sort of maintain the balance of our function. And this, uh, is wide ranging. So we, know that there are receptors and this endocannabinoid system in our brain, um, but also equally important is uh, present throughout our body in, in non-brain, non-neurologic areas, so that uh, there are receptors, uh, tremendously large number of receptors in our gut. There are large numbers of receptors on our immune cells uh, and, and many of the other organs as well. Uh, it turns out that the, the receptor distribution is a little bit different so that it tends to be um, that the body has more of the CB2, the, the second type of receptor. And in the future, I'm sure that we're going to figure out ways uh, to 
target those receptors more specifically. Now, for now, what we've got is cannabis. Now, cannabis has these cannabinoids. They come from the plants, so they're called phytocannabinoids, and we can ingest them either by inhalation or, or orally. Um, excuse me. Uh, but these can be used then to either supplement a deficiency of our endocannabinoids or really just as a medication to, um, you know, to goose that system in some way that's beneficial for us. That is an absolutely wonderful explanation. And we are getting very short on time. So I'm going to kind of wrap my two last questions into one. What upcoming events do you have if our audience wants to come and learn from you? Or where can they find information to learn from you? And how can our listeners work with you and get a hold of your team if they are in the Massachusetts area? Uh Thank you. Those are great questions. Uh, let's see. In the month of October, um, except that I just poked over to November, I am going to be in Denver uh, in the first week of the month, talking at the international first uh, the International Health and Wellness Conference, um, and then I will be in Atlanta at the Drug Policy Alliance uh, Conference on the 12th through 14th. And um, I will be in Las Vegas for the MJ Biz Conference on November 15th through 17th. Um, but, you know, one of the things I would say is that if you're in the Massachusetts area, you can certainly come see me in the office and would love to have you and, and, and take care of you. The best way to do that would be to look at our website, which is inhalemd.com. Again, inhalemd.com. But the other thing I would say is if you're not in Massachusetts, because it's a you know, relatively small state, you should know that I do online consultations as well. So while I may not be able to write you a recommendation in your home state, I can certainly give you the kind of care and guidance that I would give any patient even face-to-face. -face. So um, again, the best way to do and initiate any of that sort of thing is to go to that website, inhalemd.com. Uh, there are descriptions of sort of how we can work on this, and you can reach me right through the website, and uh, we can get the ball rolling like that. Well, we truly appreciate you being on with us. We do have to wrap it up for today. To continue this discussion, visit a6wellness.com. Download episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the show on social media by searching the, the number six, wellness. We can't forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today, Dr. Jordan Tischler of Inhale MD. It was amazing and wonderful chatting with you and learning absolutely so much today. And lastly, thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, action. A6 Wellness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.